0: this morning with our hearts full of thanks if we have no other reason to be thankful it's for you Jesus we love you we thank you that while we were yet your enemy you came and died for us you laid down your life for your enemy we thank you Jesus Help us to get a revelation of that in our hearts today, Father. That you loved us so much. That you didn't give us one of your sons. You gave your only. Your only. You gave all that you had. There was no backup. There was no extra. You gave us what you had. The one and only begotten son. So that way we could be adopted and be yours. Holy Spirit, we say, have your way in this place this morning. Do what only you can do. Search every heart. Lord, we thank you for your presence in this place. For your presence in this place. Be exalted, be magnified, be lifted up hearts of your people this morning. We thank you. We can't thank you enough, but Lord, we ask that as we offer up our thanksgiving that you would receive this humble offering and that it would be well-pleasing to you. Lord, we love you. We thank you. In Jesus' name. Somebody say amen in the place. Amen. Hallelujah. It's okay to clap like you know who it is that you're clapping for. You ain't clapping for me. You're not clapping for a prayer. You're clapping for the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. Hallelujah. 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 Jesus, we love you. We love you, Jesus. Thank you, worship team, for ushering us into the presence this morning. Hallelujah. Can't think of a group of saints that I'd rather be with. Hallelujah. Well, good morning, good morning, good morning. Uh, as you can see, I'm not Pastor John. Pastor John is actually uh, a little ways away this morning, actually preaching at Pastor Justin Delicia's church. Um, and uh, yeah, y'all can clap up for that. We pray that, that, that his prayer strengthen the Lord as he's over there ministering to them and uh, sharing his new heart with them. Amen. And uh so so I am here in his stead. I am Pastor Donald, uh the the forward young adults pastor also the teaching pastor here at the Building Christian Fellowship. So it is a pleasure and an honor to be here with you guys this morning. I'm gonna just I'm gonna just kind of start off shooting from the hip right quick like I'm gonna just let y'all know that that Thanksgiving is one of my favorite holidays of the year cuz I get to, you know what I'm saying, eat and hang out with family, and watch some football. You know what I'm saying? Let's just be real. And, and, and for me, this year, Thanksgiving, like, the food was, like, subpar. I'm going to just keep it real. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that because my people can't cook. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that because due to the circumstances of what this year has brought to us, it hasn't been the same, and we didn't have our time to put our foot in it like we usually do. And so while I could have found a million and one reasons to, to, to not be thankful because my food was subpar on one of my favorite holidays, I was beyond grateful to be able to see my sister, yes. Thank you. not in the hospital, my sister who's been battling and fighting, yes. battling and fighting cancer to be at home with her children on the holiday. That. The, the, that, that made everything else pair and compa- pair in comparison and so I'm grateful and I'm thankful I need you guys to find look you got a million and one excuses to not be thankful but I need you to find one reason one reason if it ain't but one reason that you can find to be grateful and thankful in this season It blesses my heart to see Deacon Reuben up here back in service. Reuben, you've been without Sebastian more days than you were with him, is that right? He got a million excuses, but has found one reason. And that reason is the anchor that holds him, which is Jesus Christ. I know you've heard people shout out in frustration for the love of God. You heard somebody say that before? For the love of God. Well, I need you to to flip that on his head and say that your one reason is for the love of God. Because if it wasn't for the love of God, we would have nothing to be grateful about. We wouldn't have nothing to celebrate. We wouldn't be able to find a reason to be thankful. We'd be doomed. But it was for the love of God. 1 John 4, 18 says this. It says, there is no fear in love. Dread does not exist, but full grown, complete, perfect love turns fear out of doors and expels every trace of terror. For fear brings with it the thought of punishment. And so he who is afraid has not reached the full maturity of love is not yet grown into love's complete perfection. First John 418. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We ask that you would add understanding to your word this morning. Lord, help us to understand what it means to be loved by you. Help us to understand what it means to have your love shed abroad in our hearts. Lord, help us to understand What it means to walk in love, Lord. I ask that you give us a new perspective on faith this morning. Give us a new perspective on hope this morning. Give us a new perspective on love this morning, Lord. We thank you and we ask that you do this because only you can do this. Bring understanding to your people, Lord. Bring simplicity to the words that I speak today. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to talk a little bit about two things recently the Lord has put on my heart, and that's perception versus perspective. Perception versus perspective. The definition of perception is a way of regarding, understanding, or interpreting something according to your own natural senses. Perception is a way of regarding, understanding, or interpreting something according to your own natural senses. So a lot, a lot of us, many of us, we we uh, we've we've heard the the statement that perception is reality, right? And to an extent, that's true because each of us have perception. We have been given senses, right? We we can we can taste, we can touch, we can see, we can smell, we can hear, right? Those are our senses, and 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 those are blessings from God, but not necessarily something that we should be led by. Amen. And so for a lot of us, we go through life. We live according to our perception. And when we live by our perception, it means that we're, we're basically closed and shut off and isolated from being able to see a fuller picture of what is really going on. So perception is not always reality. Yeah, you have your senses to be able to smell like, oh, it smells like it's smoke. Something, something might, be, might be burning, right? That's a, that's a reality reality. But sometimes it's not necessarily that it's a house fire. You might automatically assume that it's a house fire because you smell smoke, but it could be somebody that don't know how to cook in the kitchen. (laughs) Reality, right? But your perception told you that, oh, the house on fire. Lord Jesus is a fire, right? (laughs) But that was your perception and not the reality of what's going on. And so what happens to us is a lot of times we build up these false realities for ourselves especially those of us that spend too much time on social media let's just be honest like there's there's not been uh, in all of the the this past year that i've posted on social media not once have i posted anything about what's been going on with my sister you might you, you go through my feed, you might see the celebration with Jericho, Jericho's on his way to play D1, D1 football. You might see the trips that we've gone on as a family, but you haven't seen any of the stuff regarding what's going on with my sister. And so it's important for us to understand that we don't just gather information from the 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 place of perception, but that we do our due diligence in order to try and put things in perspective. You guys following? And so what happens with, with, with perception is like what we read in 1 John four eighteen is that, that there's, there's no fear in love. And being stuck to just live by your perception will bring about fear and anxiety. Right? If all, if all you do is watch CNN... And you watch Fox News. It can bring a heightened level of fear and anxiety. Let me put that in perspective for you. If you watch CNN and Fox News and stay on social media more than you are in the word of God. It can elevate your level of anxiety and fear. It can, it can decrease your level of, of thankfulness and gratitude. But it says that when love is full grown, complete, perfect, love turns fear out the door. It expels every trace of terror. Because fear brings torment with it. So perception is a way that we regard reality through our senses, our natural senses. Let me give you a definition of what perspective is. Perspective is a particular attitude. A particular attitude toward a way or toward or a way of regarding something. A point of view, a true understanding of the relative importance of things. It's a true understanding of the relative importance of things. So it's in essence, in essence why we have these media outlets to, to help keep us informed, right of the facts. I need you to understand something like I know that that much like we've been trained in, in, a, in our society uh, as of late and, and in uh, recent slang and terminology that when somebody is 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 really actually putting stuff out there and it seems like it's it's on point that we we respond with facts. <laughs> like like you know what I'm saying like something like like somebody may say something about, you know, a particular team and then somebody's like, "Yeah, facts." That's facts. You know, like for me, I, I like, I like watching, I like watching battle rap and you, you gotta be a special kind of person to watch battle rap, but like there'd be some dudes on there. Like personally, I, I really enjoy it because there's actually like Christian dudes that can battle rap and they battle rap these dudes out there. And, and some of them was way colder than some of these, these, you know, these guys that have been doing it for years. But anytime they like really spitting somebody, somebody in the crowd is going to be like facts, facts. But what I want to share with you is that there's the, the, the facts are subject to change. But truth is not. Facts are subject to change, but the truth does not. 1 plus 1 will always equal 2. True. But listen. The thing about it is is that we don't want to live our life by a set of facts. Cuz facts are subject to change. One of the things that 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 was a fact was that George Foreman was the heavyweight champion of the world. He no longer is. That fact has changed. You guys following? On the other hand, Jesus Christ is the undisputed, undefeated, king of kings and lord of lords, and there ain't nothing that can change that. Come on. I knew y'all catch on. See, like, like a good battle rapper, he knows how to get the crowd involved, and the crowd will respond when he calls. True? But for real, getting back to the script, perception versus perspective. It is important for us as believers to always keep the proper perspective. Why? Because perspective is based on truth and not fact. Most of the time that we find ourselves anxious and fearful and dread, dreading things, it is all involving circumstances circumstances if you're not aware of what circumstances are i've got a definition for you circumstance is an event or fact that causes or helps to cause something to happen typically something undesirable it also could be in in, in relation to one's state of financial or material welfare how many y'all getting beat up by inflation right now i mean like you you be making you be making them life Life decisions at the gas pump. I'm just saying, like, come on, like, we ain't, we, ain't, we ain't, can't, all of us can't do Tesla. But then, when you get a Tesla, that, that PG&E about to boost up, boost up the rates. That's facts. I'm praying they change, right? <laughs> <laughs> but, but seriously. We typically tend to fear or have dread regarding our circumstances. But here's here's what we need to understand. Like I know for me, like I said, starting starting this morning, like I had a million and one excuses to allow myself to not be thankful. But God was able to give me one reason. Notice I'm not saying he gave me excuse. No, excuses are going to come with life. And it's our choice whether we use them or not. Me, I'd rather just let them collect over to the side and I'd rather find a reason. And so when you find a reason, you're able to, to, to press forward and press beyond what it where it is that you're at. You're able to be able to... to Put things in proper perspective. You're able to step outside of your perception and be able to put things in proper perspective. Oh, yeah, I might be broke at the moment, but that's not how my story ends. Are you, are you following this? When I tell y'all I've had some, I've had some excuses, look, we're in the middle of, of, at home right now, we're in the middle of a remodel that's going on, and we've been without a kitchen for like almost two months now that's facts I'm, I'm telling you like we, we've, been, we've been trying to figure we've been pulling out hot plates we, we, we washing dishes out in, the, out in the yard like we I don't know like it's like 18 something you know what I'm saying like we in the 1800s we out there and I, I swear I heard, I heard a banjo playing somewhere it was like it was, it's crazy work work I don't even want to get started on work, but just to give you a little insight, my office, my entire unit, my entire department had to basically be broken up and scattered across the, 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 the county because they didn't have a place to, to a, a accurate place or a good adequate, adequate place to put all of us at once. So we're all like scattered and, and it's been like hell to try and operate and function with our just daily routine and daily tasks we got to run across town and and do all this kind of stuff just to do regular stuff at work because administration's dragging their feet about things finances ain't looking like how i want them to look again inflation facts i'm hoping they change but look in all of these things I had to figure, am I going to live by my perception or am I going to put everything in proper perspective? Because often what we'll find ourselves in is a a predicament where there's a lot of good things happening and there's also a lot of bad things that are happening. And we have to decide which are we going to focus on? Are we going to put things in proper perspective? Romans 8, I know some of y'all are familiar with this. Romans 8, 28, I know Sister Danielle's familiar with this. Facts, Facts, right? You used to sing that song, facts. Romans 8, 28 says, we are assured and know that God being a partner in their labor, all things, work together and are fitting into a plan for good to and for those who love God and are called according to his design and purpose. All things, all things. Listen, I don't want you to get this twisted and think that that God caused the sickness. I don't want you to think that God caused the calamity I don't even want you to think that he permitted it but what I do need you to know is that God is a God who is not a wasteful God he never wastes a good crisis he will never waste a tragedy he will never waste anything because he uses everything just as we read He brings good out of all things, even tragedies. He brings good out of all things, even tragedies. I don't know what the good is that he's bringing out of my sister fighting for her life, other than the fact that though she's suffering, she's not suffering anything that her savior didn't suffer. The suffering of alienation. The suffering of pain in his mortal body, the the suffering of 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 only having to go through this himself, the suffering of being in a place where you are beyond the help of those that love you. I know I couldn't I couldn't help, but when when I told I was telling Atira that when. We went to go visit our sister in the hospital. I said, man, I've, it was so weird that in an instance, it reminded me of being in childhood. I was like, man, I felt like we were kids all over again. And one of your siblings gets put in time out or on restriction and you can't do nothing for them. But go by and be like, you good. In, you, you good in there? All right. Brother Ruben knows this and Sister Rio know this all too well that there is nothing you can do. That there's a time and place where your helpmate can become your cellmate and you guys got to do the time together. And if you don't have a reason the excuses will pile and make you cave. But we serve a God who brings good out of all things, even tragedy for those that love him and are called according to his purpose. Verse 29 says, for those whom he foreknew, of whom he was aware and loved beforehand, he also destined from the beginning for ordaining them to be molded into the image of his son and share inwardly his likeness, that he might become the firstborn among many brethren. And those whom he thus foreordained, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. Acquitted, made righteous, putting them into right standing with himself. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. Raising them to a heavenly dignity and condition or state of being the problem with us is that we allow our circumstances to dictate the state in which we dwell in when it says that he has risen us he's raised us all to a heavenly divine state of being the trick of the enemy is to make you think that you are less than what god has said and i came to let you know today that god is exactly who he said that he is and you are exactly who he says that you are The enemy desires for you to have an identity crisis that as soon as tragedy strikes, as soon as a circumstance comes, that is out of your control, that you forget who it is that you are. I saw a clip of a dude the other day in a boxing match that got hit so hard that he got knocked through the ropes, got back up and came inside like he thought he was just walking out to go into the fight. And was walking around the, r- the ring like it was his introduction. Find a new profession, bruh. And that's truth. We serve a God who has elevated us. Raising us to a heavenly dignity and condition or state of being. We have to understand that we, in order for us to have the proper perspective in every situation, that we have to cling close to the word of God. From the word of God is where we we are able to, to receive our identity From the word of God is who we are reminded of that we're reminded of who we are, of who we are and whose we are. It's through the word of God, not through some affirmations that you find on on a a carousel on, on IG. Not through your favorite podcaster. That's not where you find your identity. You find your identity by the one who created you. The one who fearfully and wonderfully made you. The one who said that before I formed you in your mother's belly, I knew you. He said that he foreordained, he, he, he foreknew us. And those that he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed into the image of his son. How do we get conformed into the image of Christ. Through the things that we suffer. Because if you read back a few few scriptures back from where we started, it talks about how that if we don't suffer with him, we can't share in glory with him. Are you following? We, if we don't suffer with him, we won't be able to share in his glory. Why would, why would God allow us to share in his glory If we won't share in the suffering, when it says that the son learned obedience through the things that he suffered. You want to be the bride of Christ? Let's take you, let's take you ring shopping. Suffering. 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 You still want that? You want to go through the pressure that it takes to create that diamond? Do you want to go through the refining that makes this this band pure gold? Do you want that? The suffering. What then? Listen, this this, is one of my favorite parts. Because Paul... (laughs) <laughs> like battle rapping so look there's there's these different different anatomy to battle rapping like you get you got dudes that are really good with 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 their punchlines you got dudes that are good with angles and schemes and you got rebuttals and Paul like when they get to cooking the crowd the crowd go crazy when he get to cooking and this is where Paul gets to cooking I got excited when I started reading this because we're talking about the suffering, but the thing that's great about this, listen. One thing I love about God is that he, he, when, when, when he want to serve you the beef, he'll put it in the middle. right? He put the, it's like making a sandwich, right? Soft on the bottom, beef in the middle, and then, then soft on top. He ain't going to just give you the beef. He's going to give you something to go with it that's, that's going to comfort it and, and put it in, in proper perspective. All right? And this is where Paul gets to cooking. He started cooking right here in verse 31. It says, what then shall we say to all of this? If God is for us, who can be against us? Who can be our foe if God is on our side? I don't know if you got excited about that enough, but... What do we say to all of this? All of the trials, all the stuff that we go through, all the suffering, all the circumstances, what can we say to this? If God is for us, who can be against us? Verse 32, he who did not withhold or spare even his own son, but has given him up for us all, Will he not also with him freely and graciously give us all other things? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You mean to tell me that this whole time I let the devil convince me that the reason why I'm stuck in this situation, in this circumstance is because I don't believe that I serve a good God. I don't believe that God is a good, good father, but yet he gave up his only son, the only son that he had for me. And and because he did that and he loves me and I love him, that he will not withhold any good thing from me. The devil is a lie. He who did not withhold or spare even his own son, but gave him up for us all. Will he not also with him freely and graciously give us all other things? Who shall bring any charge against God's elect when it is God who justifies? That is who puts us in right relationship to himself. Who shall come forward and accuse us? or impeach those whom God has chosen? Will God, who acquits us? No. Who is there to condemn us? Will Christ Jesus, the Messiah who died, or rather who was raised from the dead, who is at the right hand of God, actually pleading as he intercedes for us? Hold up. So you mean that God not only justified me, Meaning that, that, yeah, I did it, but he made it just if I'd done nothing. That's what justified means. That I did it, but he made it just if I'd done nothing. And then he glorified me, which means that he's elevated me to a place of heavenly dignity. But not just that, that he's also given me his son, whom... He will not withhold any good thing from me, but will give me all things along with his son. But you mean that his son, who is the king of kings, the lord of lords, the undisputed, undefeated, is actually at the right hand of the throne, not just watching me pray for myself, not just watching me get into prayer groups and prayer chains to try and pray myself through my situation, but he's actually interceding on my behalf. I don't think you appreciate how, how Paul is cooking right now. I don't, think you, I don't think you understand that. The son. At the right hand of the father interceding on behalf. Now, I know that, that there's been times that I've prayed and I've been, I've, I've been what I thought my standard of good was. And I prayed and I think that God heard me. But you got the son. Whom you know that the father is pleased with. Praying for you. Praying for you. Praying for your child that's out there that ain't acting right. Praying for your spouse that ain't out there acting right. You don't think that he hears the intercedings of the son on your behalf? Verse 35, who shall ever separate us from Christ's love? Somebody say, for the love of God. <laughs> who shall ever separate us from Christ's love? Shall suffering and affliction and tribulation? No. I need y'all to answer that. No. no. Or calamity and stress? No. Or persecution or hunger or destitution or peril or tort? No. Even as it is written... For thy sake, we are put to death all the day long. We are regarded and counted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet amid all these things, we are more than conquerors and gain a surpassing victory through him who loved us. For the love of God. For the love of God, I need you guys to get this. For the love of God, I need you guys to understand what it is that we just read for the love of god i need you to find this this a reason to be thankful in this season if you don't get anything else out of this message today i need you to understand how valuable you are in the sight of god I'm not talking about your peers. I'm not talking about the CEO at work, the managers or the the people that you're looking to get a raise from. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about in the, the creator of the universe's eyes, how valuable you are. Because no matter what's done to you, no matter what's taken from you, your value does not depreciate. Did you hear me? No matter what's done to you or what's taken from you your value does not depreciate that means that when he justified you he glorified you he called you out he set you apart to be molded into the image of his son and then the diagnosis comes it didn't change your value when the spouse left you it didn't change your value When they fired you wrongfully, it didn't change your value. When you got demoted, it didn't change your value. Some of you guys have seen the the, the demonstration or illustration where somebody has, you know, like a hundred dollar bill and they stomp on it or they ball it up and, and, you know, toss it around or dump it in, you know, something gross or whatever. And they're like, do you still want it? And only somebody who truly knows the value. So I'm letting you know, the doctors may not know what to do. You might not know where your next meal is coming from. You might not know whether the lights are going to be on when you go home or not. You might not know what's going to happen. It doesn't depreciate. Your value. Perception versus perspective. Yet amid all these things, we are more than conquerors. As I come to a close, yet amidst all these things, we are more than conquerors. Yet amidst all these things, you are more than conquerors. And you gain a surpassing victory through him who loved us. For the love of God. I need you to grasp this. For the love of God. Like we, we think that the love of God is just something that just oh like, you know, it's, it's, a, it's like a really warm, snug hug. We think it's something that's just really just great and comforting. Though there is power in the love of God. The power that is in the love of God is what brings dead men to life. The power that is in the love of God is what brings lost children home. We sang about it earlier. We talked about how how the orphan finds a family. Right? We talked about, I need you guys for the love of God to really understand who God is and who it is that you're singing about when you come in here on Sunday mornings. That God is changing your heart so you can... Step outside of your own perception and be able to have a proper perspective of what the nature of this relationship is. That he's loved you with an everlasting love, a love that makes you more than a conqueror, no matter what it is that you face. Yet, amid all these things, we are more than conquerors. Verse 38 this is where I need you guys Paul says for I am persuaded do you know what persuaded means that beyond the shadow of a doubt I know in my knower you can't convince me otherwise the deal is done the door is shut case is closed it's not up for debate any longer not with you and not within myself because many of us that's where the battle is we debating inside we don't even need somebody else to come and have a debate with us we debate with it on our own we wrestle back and forth okay either he is God or he's either God is God of all or he ain't God at all but you gotta be persuaded And Paul says, for I am persuaded beyond doubt, I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things impending and threatening, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Perfect love cast out fear perfect love casts out fear it does not doubt it does not waver back and forth first john 4:18 there is no fear in love dread does not exist but full grown complete perfect love turns fear out of doors and expels every trace of, of terror for fear brings with it thought of punishment and so he who is afraid has not reached the full maturity of love is not yet grown into into love's complete perfection and verse 19 will tell us that we love him because he first loved us amen for the love of God stand up on your feet and give him some praise He first loved us. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to make it real plain and simple. John 3.16 tells us that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He didn't have a backup. He gave his one and only son. I ain't going to hold you up. I ain't giving up my kids not for near one of y'all but we have a God who is so unselfish that he bankrupted all of heaven knowing that everybody ain't gonna be saved but he gave his only begotten son That whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. I'm going to just be straight up with you. If you're in here and you die today, and you haven't received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you're going to hell. And there's not a party down there. It is outer darkness, weeping and gnashing of teeth, where the fire goes unquenched and the worm dieth not if you don't believe that look it up but that can change today so I'm not going to ask you to bow your head I'm not going to ask you to, to raise your hand if you need to get right with Jesus now's the time I want you to come up so we can pray with you where are the intercessors at? You need to give your life to the Lord today. Today is the time. It's not an accident that you're here. Second petition is this. Maybe you have received salvation, but you've been wavering. You've been doubting. Your love has not been perfected. Not to say anybody up here that that we walk in perfect love, but we are working on allowing the Holy Spirit to lead us in the perfect love. But I'm saying that you're you're you just been wrestling. You've been allowing fear and anxiety to lay hold of you and torment you. Let's go ahead and come up and get this right. We want to pray with you this morning. So that perfect love can cast out all fear. Don't worry about who's looking. Don't worry about what what's going what else is going on. This is between you and God. Is there anyone in here like that? Come up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Word of God says that the fear of man bringeth a snare, but those who trust in the Lord will be saved. Don't allow fear to rob you. Don't allow fear to keep you chained and in bondage. Experience the perfect love of God so that you can distribute the perfect love of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Let's pray. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word this morning. We thank you, Lord, that you've allowed us to experience your love, Lord, allowing us to, to be partakers in your perfect love. We thank you that your perfect love casts out fear, that we don't need to be tormented, that we don't need to allow ourselves to be a slave to anxiety, mental disorders, depression. Lord, we thank you that you have given us a spirit of boldness. You have not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And so we thank you that you help us to remain and have a grateful heart Lord that we would give you thanks in all things regardless of our circumstance regardless of our situation regardless of what it looks like Lord we will not live by the facts but we will live by your truth because you said that we shall know the truth and the truth will make us free so we thank you that we don't have to be bound by facts but that we live in the freedom of your truth. Father, we thank you for every life that is here in the building this morning, those that are online, that are tuned in. Lord, I pray right now that you would just let a spirit of freedom freedom, overtake them, Lord. Lord, we thank you for liberty. Liberty, Father, in each and every life in every household that is represented. Father, we thank you that your word is spirit and life We thank you that your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. And Lord, we will be led by your spirit in your word into all truth. Father, we thank you for ordering our steps. Lord, I pray that we would walk in victory this week. Father, we thank you for the divine appointments that you have set for each and every one of us. Lord, we thank you that you will not withhold any good thing from those of us that are following hard after you. We thank you, Jesus, for your intercession on our behalf. And we will cooperate and be obedient to your leading. Lord, we love you, we thank you, and we praise you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.